1: Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, featuring Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis.
2: Hello, welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue, alongside of me is Mr. Joe Grande, and you are now tuned
3: in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. That's right, folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world. Make sure you check out the website. CannabisTalk101.com as we have so many great articles and blogs on the site for you to check out and feel free to give us a call anytime at 1-800-420-1980 and go check out our IG pages folks at CannabisTalk101 Blue is at the number one Christopher Wright and I am at Joe Grande 52 and I gotta remind you guys about the Bear Flag Group it's your white label partners they're known to be on time accurate and do quality co-packaging they've been launching brands in California since 2015 at the Bear Flag Group They literally do what they say they're going to do. You guys go check them out online at bearflaggroup.com. Today on the podcast, we have a lady behind an entity that's revolutionizing cannabinoid analysts and the way they're doing it, folks, is just unbelievable in a way where even the most non-technical users like Blue and I will find Mm -hmm. this process so easy to follow. Apparently, we're going to find out today. We do
4: call it stupid proof. Okay, we're going to find this out
3: today. Besides us now that lovely voice you just heard is Jill... Carrero, oh come on, you could ca- do better than hold on. that. Tr- Let me you try. Ca- ca- hold on, don't oh, tell us oh. yet.
2: Hold on, Car- uh, Carrerio. Carrero, Carrero, That I
3: I married
4: into the name, I, I was ah. a Sawyer first, so what a good guy.
3: Sawyer but would have been way easier. To he was a good it. guy shows. for 10 years, but oh. all right. Story. Well, you did the 10 year story, that's your single. We've done all that, vice president. You guys of Orange. Potonics Orange Potonics is the company, the creator of Light Lab, a liquid chromatography-based portable cannabinoid analyzer designed for the average user. And this just, folks, got approved by the FDA. It's official like a referee with a whistle. You're going to be seeing these orange boxes all over. I'm wearing the orange beanie on top of my head because I know this is going to blow good. up. You look good. Light Lab measures 19 cannabinoids and semi Quantitative terpenes in 20-plus sample types, Mm. including plant material, concentrates, and infused products. And Blue, I already read on their press release today, it only takes about 10 and a half minutes. So less than 11 minutes to get all this shit done, you guys. Light Labs hemp compliance module quantifies THC content down to, you ready for this? 0.05%. Now, that's even 10 times more lower than the federal threshold, which we've all heard the 0.3. This is now 0.05. Wow. Orange photonics, you guys. And photonics, photonics. excuse me, photonics. Analytical instrument serves the needs of the cannabis industry and all the police departments. Who are we kidding? Counting (laughs) cultivators, extractors, departments of agriculture, law enforcement, universities, testing laboratories, infused products, producers, and regulators amongst its consumers and the customers. Make sure you guys check out the website at orangephotonics.com. That's O R A N G E P H O T O N I C S. Also, tap into the IG, same thing, Orange Photonics to keep uh, oh, photonics. Excuse me. Why do I keep saying Poe? Because I see the pH. Poe, po. po, I want to see an F, for God's sake. It is silent. You're,
4: you're in the mood for some good fi- Vietnamese soup.
3: But, you know what? I could fa. use some pho. That's what I'm probably seeing. That's it.
4: You're manifesting that. Wow, I'm
3: seeing the pho because I of pho soup. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I and I do love that type of soup. Without further ado, you guys, please welcome and make some noise for our next guest. Yes. Who has ready for this? Five kids, three dogs, two cats, two fish, and a lizard. And she graduated from Arizona State I did bachelor's in bioengineering as she specializes in both biomaterials and biochemics. She's a smarty pants right here. Give it up you guys for Jill in the building. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate you having me here. No, We appreciate you coming here Jill and uh, you know I read that on LinkedIn about all the family stuff that you just updated as you took a picture with our dude Teddy on the uh, IG. The
4: man Teddy has got a smile
3: for the day. Dude, They took a picture together where they were smiling together. It was So cute. Uh, Yeah, I'm a busy
4: woman. I'm a lucky woman. I. Started on a mission to have a whole bunch of great, amazing children. I got them, and I'm on a whole different mission now. And I now an you with baby. this
3: company, because as I looked at your LinkedIn, you've been around, you've been engineering for a lot. You're a chemist, basically. You sit there, and you nerd out, and you geek out, a and little you bit. Break things down. What made you get into that field?
4: I was always, like, the stoner with the nerds, and now I'm, like, the nerdiest nerds. one with the stoners. Ah! Kind of. I but like I'm still that. the same Jill. Yeah, I mean, I've always been... Um, as an engineer interested in like technologies like this. So I've always worked for companies that made really cool technology, disruptive technology, shit that people went, you can't use that. That that isn't as good as that other one that's bigger and requires the chemist. And I've been doing this for the pharmaceutical industry and for food agro science industry for kind of like 20 years now. That's that's basically what I've been doing is working with really cool scientific companies like Thermo Fisher and Shimadzu and Companies like that, Regaku. That are
3: big monster companies. Monster Thermo Fisher is a monster companies. company. Yeah. Like yeah. that company. Evil monster company. In like <laughs> e- every monster. hospital, every doctor's office, they have. They are the number one they, scientific company in the world. Yep. In there. So every time you go to a, a hospital doctor's office, you don't realize it. You're seeing their products. And I've been the acquired
4: by them twice.
3: Really? really? So
4: yeah. And it's all about the ways that, you know, teams that I've been able to work with have brought technologies like Light Lab to the forefront of a problem that existed or was coming, and needed a solution that was accessible, accurate, and on point, and that's what Light Lab Jill, is. And so it's just let's do did it again. They let
2: you travel with that.
4: Hell yeah! Man. They don't let me travel with the solvent, which is why you know I'm I'm we working with it, empty, it's like it's I'm working bottle. with empty <laughs> bottles there. But yeah, I mean let's I've been working with Storm this Jill and cases talk for, about it
3: because. I mean, seeing that literally today, the article just broke. That's on high time. So props out to your company. Thank you very much. And then the press release just came out. You guys obviously been working on this for who knows how long, months or years. Years. No, no, let's not
4: sell this short. Okay. so the work that we're doing now with the FDA and with Customs and Border Protection, that's at the end of a very long road. Light Lab was invented by a guy named Dylan Wilkes, who's still at the tip of the spear in our company, He's still developing new shit every single day. He's our CTO um, seven years ago.
3: Wow. Right. He, this started seven years seven ago. Seven years box. ago,
4: right? We have almost a thousand teams using Light Lab now. This wow. is this is something that's really been well established in the industry. That said, we've been making it better and better every year. So it's way better now than it was seven years ago. Sure. I look at the people that were with us seven years ago and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because it was not nearly as awesome as it is now. But First and foremost, we weren't a solution for law enforcement. We were a solution for hemp farmers. Right. Right. The folks that that number, that 0.3%, their whole livelihoods depended on not going hot. Yeah. They needed something. They needed a solution that they could go out to the field with and they could analyze their own crop to make sure that when the (laughs) Department of Ag came in the next 10 days, they are going to have a hot test.
3: Big time. So, so that's literally f- why you guys created it for that was the first. Fir-
4: the first like hundred and something boxes went to the hemp farmers across the United wow. States
2: and and, and and that saves them millions of dollars. I mean, it
4: lets them go to sleep at night.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like- seriously. I mean, cause <clears> if, <throat> if they test hot, they chop it and it's trash. That's
4: it. That's it. And so it really, th- we moved from kind of that hemp industry into, you know, adult use cannabis. That's what we call it. Like commercial cannabis industry. And then definitely, formed relationships with cannabis control commissions and law enforcement groups but really it's that adult use cannabis commercial population where well over 65 percent of the the light labs that are out there are being used by craft farmers by mid-scale farmers and by nine of the top 10 MSOs use fleets of light labs.
2: well, well the, the the beauty is too it it's the size of a decent sized briefcase i mean you think of testing a product, you think it has to be some massive machine. Or, or... you
3: have to take it to a laboratory, yeah. bottom line. And,
2: and it does it, this doesn't survive as a test for the state no but but it, but no. It, but at least it gives them before they take you know it what to you're the... taking to the state i'd make a pretty
4: strong argument that if all you're doing is the state release test you might not be here in a few more years right right this is not about replacing that test it will be i mean there's a reason why the fda and all the cannabis control missions Correct. and like we are doing all the stuff just like i did with those other companies to make this a standardized technology with aoac and astm standards we're part of those committees and we're we're very, very active in making sure that in the future, this is a solution for those sure. industries. Jill, do the other but,
3: labs that like Blue's mentioning, are those labs FDA approved? I don't think they are, right? So
4: the FDA doesn't act like that, they right? Act- they they when you're talking about a laboratory in the United States, usually what you're looking for is ISO compliance, 17025 certified compliance. And that basically you can put, and there are many 17025 certified cannabis testing labs that use Light Lab in their lab. Wow. As part of their business, right? But you probably wouldn't build a lab based on light labs because you can't hook an auto sampler to the front of this thing, gotcha. right? That's the advantage of why a laboratory would use a benchtop, more complicated system, because they're also going to employ the chemist. The advantage of the box is not really that it can be portable. Yes, that's that's awesome. They live in the, the mail jails on the hills of Willits, and they are in you know, extraction rooms and they get moved around on carts in verticalized facilities there. It's amazing to be portable, but really the key is that it's robust as hell and anyone can use it. Like it's when I said stupid proof, there's a whole lot going on in the box that differentiates it from like a traditional technology because Dylan Wilkes, the inventor was a genius and he went, how the hell do we make this thing work when stoners are driving it? When yeah. when people who aren't chemists, who aren't scientists, are trying to get... And it starts with that, right? That's a big part of what it. What is that? That's like the where all the magic happens, called the selective separation column. Well, where-
3: Jill, let's take a break real quick. Okay. Come back and you're going to walk us through it and see how dummy-proof right. it is. Because if do it. two dummies can follow through <laughs> and go, wow, that's pretty simple. And if the listeners can go, that sounds real easy, Jill. Let's figure out how much these cost and let's order one for the lab. It's I, Cannabis Talk 101. I we'll be right it. back after this break. Let's-
1: Follow Blue at 1 Christopher Wright. Follow Joe Grande at Joe Grande 52. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com.
5: Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. We're the world's number one podcast for everything
3: cannabis. I don't know if you guys seen the latest edition of the Cannabis Talk magazine, but it's got some great articles, very cool stories in it, and we're about to release a new magazine soon. So folks, get yourself a hard copy today at your local dispensary or soap, smoke shop near you. If they don't have one, have them stutter like I did and call us up yeah. 1-800-420-1980. Or just go online and check out the magazine at CannabisTalkMagazine.com and subscribe now. Jill, your product looks amazing. Let's hear how it works. You said it starts with this. Like, walk it's, us through the process. It, it starts with this, if we yeah. Wanted, if we wanted to do a lab test right now.
4: No doubt. Yeah, let's talk about that. And it really does start with this. This is where all the cannabinoids are separated, right? There's some other technologies out there in the world that they, they don't have this thing. But this is where the magic happens. This is where it goes from a big lump of cannabinoids into... 20 different cannabinoids we separate each and every cannabinoid are you
3: just putting a bud in there are you putting a leaf in there so So this this is how it works let
4: me show you how it works right okay so the first thing you're going to do following through on the steps light lab always tells you what steps to follow but the first step is give me some sample and it says give me a certain amount of sample if it's flour it's going to want like 300 milligrams like a third of a gram if it's a concentrate because that has more cannabinoids it needs less so you just follow along there's like a full workflow on there you say, what do you I want to test? Yeah, electric... I want to test plant. I want to test concentrate. I, I want to test, test gummy. I want to test. Yeah, I want to test a chocolate. I want to test a, so- a soda. Right? You just follow through the buttons and it says, OK, now take a third a gram of bud and grind it up and then put it in one of these vials. OK, right onto a scale. And then it says, OK, add some solvent. And so you pull solvent from these little bottles with a syringe. It
3: tells you this step by step. It's step
4: by step. I mean, seriously, dummy proof to the point where we have a pro mode because you get so sick of it being dummy proof where it just comes up with all the screens because after you do five or ten tests, you're like, holy shit, this is so easy. And that's really the point because it has to be that easy. But the easiness, again, is it's driven by the fact that all of the engineering is there so that. It is really robust. This thing, this column thing where I said all that separation happens in one of the expensive versions, like in a scientific, one of the ones that like Thermo makes or this thing is like huge and skinny and you have to treat it like a baby. It costs about $2,000 and you have to really take care of it and maintain it. This is a disposable item in ours. Wow. You run 25, you beat the shit out of it and then you throw it away and then because Maintaining the column for accuracy is not realistic in our world.
2: You don't change it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So you just change out the column after 25 runs. Light lab tells you how to do it.
2: Does it tell you when it's at 25? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can simple. It
4: says it on there now. I think I have 16 runs left on on this call on that call. And and so the machine.
2: So, you know, let's let's keep walking us
4: through it. Keep walking us through it. Sure, sure, sure. So you have at that point, you'll have like a bunch of green bud and solvent in here, right ground up, bud and solvent inside this vial. And you put it on this shaker, and Light Lab times that. You see that's shaking. Maybe the the fo- microphone picked that up. Yeah, I hear it. Um, and it, it's basically doing extraction, right? We're always talking about extraction in cannabis, but it's sucking the cannabinoids. That solvent is pulling all the cannabinoids out of whatever sample that is. So if it's a gummy, if it's a blue gummy, the solvent turns blue. If it's really fresh baby plants, it looks like Mountain Dew. Wow. And then you take a syringe, and you inject it. You see that little white port over here? I'm gonna kind of walk over.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yep.
4: Use one of these syringes and you inject some of that sample in there. And that's it. And that injection, again, that's a whole thing that we've dummy proofed as well. Because normally a scientist, you think of a scientist, they're using pipettes and they're being all careful. No way. That's impossible. That's almost impossible in the lab, too. So we do this crazy thing where we like overfill a sample loop, makes it so you cannot mess it up. And then cannabinoids, the the chromatography does its work from there. It, It is a three minute sample prep. So you're adding sample to the vial. You're adding solvent into there. You're shaking it. And then you inject. And from there, Light Lab does its thing. It's eight minutes.
3: Where's that little thing that you told me? Is that that on the... The column? Yeah, it's right here. That's right there already? Okay. So that just goes there. You don't put anything in that column?
4: Nope. So the Light Lab basically has a whole bunch of pumps and stuff underneath there. And once you make the injection into that injection port... Light Lab carries that sample through, and then it actually transverses down the column. And here's a great analogy, right? Think back to high school. Uh, maybe a good thought, maybe a bad thought. I don't know. Who's, the, who's the players in the room? Um, imagine you've got to get to the other end of the hallway before the bell rings, right? And, and the hallway is full of people. Well, each kid passing through the hallway is a different cannabinoid, right? And if you're a nerdy kid, you just go right through the hallway really fast. Zoom! You are CPGA. But if you're like Mr. Cool and you're talking to everybody as you move down the hallway, you're THCA. Wow. So every cannabinoid has a different elution time, is what that's called. So they come out of the bottom of the column at different times and then they get measured by
3: a couple to of tell different you how detectors. Much is there? Yep. Yeah, it's yep. a good analogy. And you guys, that was a great analogy. And you guys measure 19 different cannabinoids? It's actually 20 now, but that 20th is
4: kind of a secret. So oh, I didn't wow. say that. You can't talk about that? You know, it's kind of awesome that we work with some of the leading edge genetic, you know, breeders of cannabis in the country, and they are working on some amazing stuff and cannabinoids that nobody is talking about. And no. That's the We're one not thing telling. about the plant that I love. Yeah. Because
3: that's the thing that we talk yeah. about. when It's still infinite of what it can do. Like We don't know. We we test so
4: few molecules. I mean, never mind the fact that there are so many things that we do. We talk about terpenes and we talk about cannabinoids, but we don't talk about flavonoids. We don't talk about all these molecules that as a scientist, as a consumer, as a biologist, it's a full picture thing, man. Yeah. And yeah, we have a lot to learn. That's what I'm most excited about where we are right now.
2: excuse me so your professional opinion is 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 cannabis medicinal
4: i think all cannabis is medicinal even if you're just using it to have fun yeah fun is therapy yeah yeah i
3: agree. yeah yeah. and what as you said the cannabinoids 20 is there quote unquote the bigger ones it tests for (gasps) like i can only imagine that thc is going to be mandatory for these borders right like yeah. oh you're bringing something over so we need to know THC. we kind
4: of break them into subsets so it's a good question like we have like module like chunks of cannabinoids that's how we look at them uh-huh. so we have like the majors which are like thca and d9 and things like that cbda and then we have minors so then you're moving into things like cbn right cbna things like that and then we have converted or synthetic cannabinoids so those are things like THCO, HHC, D8. Cannabinoids that exist potentially naturally in a plant, but not in the way we consume them. Sure. Like every way we have consu- we consume D8 or HHC or THCO, it's been chemically converted from usually CBG.
2: So Delta 8's really uh it's a it's a it's not natural. It's a
4: No. No, I mean it can it can occur really really tiny amounts naturally, but why we have Delta eight in the United States is because people grew way too much hemp a few years ago. Right. And then that hemp sat in warehouses for a very long time. Some of it was converted to CBG extract and just sitting around and a lot of really smart folks, chemists themselves decided and figured out like, wow, we can use a process that's kind of like making lemonade. It's pretty straightforward, simple chemistry process to turn that into a molecule called D8 and D8 is so similar to D9, right? It, it's really very yeah. chemically similar in how our body, and so that's why we have D8. It's because it was easy to make from CBG and it's federally legal, right? Because it's, it slides into like a big old wide loophole, it's a
2: gray area. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of good things that happen in the gray area.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the thing. We, it's such a strange time because. I believe in capitalism. I believe in consumerism, but I believe in safety. And that's like the hardest thing for me. Is it safe? Delta eight. And, uh, I, it's so easy to make that there's plenty of Delta eight out there that I don't believe is safe. And it's not that the Delta eight is unsafe inherently. It's that most people aren't Uh using what's called separative chromatography to make their Delta eight, which is a way to like, you know, I just talked about how they come out of here separately. You can, like, cut off. You can use a big one of these and, like, cut off. Oh, between Delta-8 and Delta-9, stop it. If you do that, you can just have Delta-8. But the problem is we've tested, like, thousands of Delta-8 products. And almost all of them have Delta-9, guys. Because it's really hard to not make a little Delta-9 when you make Delta-8. Sometimes you have 25% Delta-9. Yeah. And so that's, like, kind of the weird room. And I think there's just so many people that are still learning about cannabis and coming into their first cannabis experiences. Um, especially, you know, I just read a study, people 65 and above. They're like, they're the number one group jumping in. Oh, yeah! And when they see the words hemp derived associated with a, a Delta eight product, I would prefer that my granny starts her cannabis path on something that I know is naturally a sure. natural. And you product. think
3: hemp derived is a better start.
4: I think the words hemp derived are abused
2: yeah Uh yeah it's because there's a psychoactive effect from the delta eight and then and and so you think that you're not going to be getting as high because that's what the story and the words going around then all of a sudden you hit this delta eight and you're just bam
4: we just have a whole lot of education room to fill but there's just cap the amazing capitalistic nature of the united states has made it so that there's product everywhere you can kind of get it everywhere and the slipperiness of the the laws make it so that you really can get access to kind of anything every, anywhere, which hell yeah, go 2023. But I'm also like a little
2: concerned. Yeah. The wrong person gets it thinking that they're going to go for a slow ride and yeah. it turns into be a
3: fast one. Yeah. And I'm a
4: mom, right? <laughs> like I don't, I don't like gummies. Yeah. that look like shit that my kids would eat. Yeah. I like, don't, And, you know, they probably put it in their
3: mouth and going, oh, what what is it? So, Jill, being a scientist and uh, a bio expert with everything that you've been doing for years and having the history of working with major companies that do this, as you look at this THC and I hear what you're saying, is there a breakdown of categories of what would be better for you to use for your own body? Is like these THCs, these CBDs, like is there like these ones are the best? Those are secondary. Those are like what does your scientific proof say?
4: Oh man. Well, no. I'm I'm definitely not even going to approach that because that would make me not a scientist if I just threw that shit against the wall. I would say though my personal belief. Okay. Right? There's plenty of scientific evidence to show which cannabinoids are good for you in different ways, right? I believe the focus on really high THC cannabis is contrary to what most people's endocannabinoid systems is really asking for. And most of us would be better with what is called a type two plant. Type one, all THC, right? And is, that's what we all smoke every day. Yeah. Type three is hemp. Type two is a balance. And those went away, but they're coming back. Really? Yeah. And definitely. And there's a whole trend. Like you can go to certain parts of the nation and people buy really nice smokable hemp and blend. They make their own 30-70 blends sure. and stuff like that. And And I see a trend. There's a lot of great genetics companies. it doesn't get you so ripped, right? Yeah, and it's not just that it's less THC, guys. It's the balance of the other cannabinoids that are in there. Just a little bit of CVC, man. So you're balancing your
3: body with more uh, of the medicine, so to speak, that's within the plant rather than just going... Super high THC because I just want to be high. Well, I think it's a bang and- for
4: the buck. I think it's a natural tendency as consumers that we have so much money and we think that's the value. But I like to re- kind of retrain people's minds to go for total cannabinoids. Like how many different types of cannabinoids can you get in your weed outside of THC? That's the question to ask your next tender. Do you have tender. Do you have a variety with more than three cannabinoids listed on the COA? That's the question to ask your blood tender.
3: Yeah, and how many cannabinoids can one get?
4: Um, I I look for strains that have four four cannabinoids usually. Um, That's my you know goal. What four would be the primary? THC, of course, THCA, CBGA, CBC, and like sometimes like depending on what you're looking for, CBN is usually a something that most people aren't looking for, right? Sleeper, yeah, but it's in in cannabis. can signify some bad things. Like the cannabis has gone too long, but also like if that's the medicine that your body likes, who cares? Like the plant made it eventually and that's what you're consuming. So I would always be interested in a variety that like had a little bit of that, but definitely I'm always searching for that, but it's a measure of terpenes too, right? Like, and that's, that's an important conversation to have as well is do you have a, when you smell something, when you smell the nose, nose, when you smell your cannabis, Are you having a specific reaction or, you know, relationship with, terpenes that are there and that's a big part of your experience with cannabis and how the nose
2: knows the nose knows so when you smell it and you don't like it you don't want to smoke it yeah or like if if you're like good uh, like it's piney and I like it yeah you're you're a
4: piney fan or like I'm an osamine fan right like my man makes fun of me he's like oh that you're gonna like that one because that's osamine and he knows exactly which one I like and because you can tell by the smell yeah you can just tell and that it makes it makes me happy every time I you know there's certain things that do it for you so there's there's so much to learn
2: though I've been asking for the giggly for a long time. You've
4: so, been asking for the giggly specifically.
3: Yeah. yeah I want some, cause like, like, can of, you make that though? I mean, yeah, you, uh, c- do can, you think,
4: right? I think there is some subset of cannabinoid balance and terpenes that definitely makes blue giggle <laughs> <laughs> like, and he needs to <laughs> find like that when we We're
3: younger. Like I, I could totally relate to what he's saying. Cause when we we're younger, I remember getting high too. And and, and here's, I've never even said this when you mentioned this. I'll never forget being with my boys. And he goes, watch out for the dead bird. And he hits the top of the roof and we're high in the car. And I just thought it was the funniest shit ever. I'm in high school and I laughed so hard because there's no dead birds up in the air. First off, was a funny line. And he just hits the roof like we just hit a dead bird. and. It, I giggled so hard and we're stoned and it's just stupid. But though you hear something stupid, that's great. the
2: funniest thing ever. Yeah, you can't stop laughing that uncontrollable laugh, you know, because I feel like a lot of the, the cannabis now, sometimes I'll hit it. I might get paranoid yep. depending on what I'm dealing with. I might feel tired or or just not thinking quick enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm very sharp and I'm like, this is awesome. I want to work, yep, you know, yep. and I, I I go through these different emotions, but I I, I don't know. You know and then it sucks because i i might smoke something and be like oh that's you know whatever og kush and, and the next and i loved it the next time i smoke it it's not the same and that's and it's definitely not even close the case. to the same yeah. and then but i'm over the here same. but they're called the same and they're called whatever they want to be called yeah. and it's like they're just calling there's very know.
4: few rules to prevent you from renaming something in most systems
2: okay are they going to change yeah. that or
4: No, no. I mean, I look to I mean, a lot of people, there's mixed feelings about like a federal cannabis state. But I look to a federal cannabis state mostly because I believe in the power of science that will come with federal cannabis state and that like we could have more answers to these questions, guys, that we do. But right now we have this crazy patchwork of state by state, you know, control and regulation that gives us zero insight to what's being grown from one to the next, because. Legally, you can't really get the job done from one to the next, right? You got to do a lot of back-ended stuff. So we're in a place now where we're still, even as 34 states being legal and all this greatness happening, we're still in a place where we're totally ignorant to things like this. And like, I believe there's lots of groups that are working towards like amazing science to try to capture that. If something's called white widow, what's, the genealogic, what's the structure at a DNA level? What, what, you know, it's, it's different ways you can chemotype, you can phenotype, you you can look at the plant in different ways in a biological structure. And it's a very traditional scientific way of looking at a plant, right? We've just never done that. Like with cannabis and frankly, like the strains that we all dig, the, the most popular strains across the nation, they come from a really small subset of, of, of seeds of gene of the gene pool. And I look forward to when it's way bigger subset.
3: When blue mentions that, how he smokes an OG and it affects him one way. And then he tries to get it again the next day. And it doesn't, does that have to do as well with his own blood type, body type and everything else too. Like anything we all consume, you guys could smoke this. We could all smoke the same exact thing, but wouldn't it affect us all differently?
4: Yeah. Even, even just said, sometimes things give me anxiety, right? That's, and Dan and Danamide, I'm gonna mess up what that's called, but that's basically the molecule in your body that either makes you high, but sometimes, depending on your own makeup, that's what your body releases when you get cannabinoids sure. and Danamide. And so, but sometimes that makes people look really paranoid and gets all sorts of anxiety depending on how much it, your body releases. And that's related to the weed, and that's related to how much you ate and drank and all the stuff. A lot so of it makes me feel that
2: way. A lot, I mean, so. I used to have, I used to smoke, you know, uh blunts and everything, right? Yeah. Bong, whatever. And you know, I, I I, didn't really have that problem. And then I got to a certain age and and then I'd smoke and it's just like, Oh, you know, and I'd just sit in a room and I, I wouldn't feel paranoid, I'm more anxiety, like just when is this I, gonna be over? Yeah, yeah I've heard like, that before I, I feel so stressed out and I'm like, What the hell is this? you know, and then sometimes I'll smoke and it's just I, I love it and so what I've learned to do is just smoke a little less yep. and then and then okay I, I like this one and then I could smoke more of it I can smoke as much as I want yeah but if I if, if I just indulge and I start hitting it and, and don't wait for the, the little effect to hit me, then I'm in a bad place and, and I don't want to be there you know so it, it, it bothers me but one thing I want to ask you is this is because you have I, I think a look into the future more than most people because your intelligence and the things Scientists, that, you, that, that yeah. you've been working on. When or is it ever going to be federalized? Oh, it's no. Cannabis Talk 101. <laughs> we'll be right back after yeah. this break.
0: You hear your name shouted out live on the show, call us anytime. 1-800-420-1980. And leave
1: us a voicemail. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. Go to lifeLock.com/news and save up to twenty-five percent your first year. That's twenty-five percent off at lifeLock.com/news. Identity theft protection starts here. Now back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? F- it to the number one cannabis show in the universe, Cannabis
3: Talk One Hundred and One. Turn your typical to something special, folks. When I'm talking about this company, you better know it's that infused products that the flavor we all love. When you taste it, you just know it's so good. The experience you get. Visit the website oils.com and I'm not kidding when I say that's the best oils out there. Yeah, I mean it. Literally tastes so good, Jill. It's amazing. Blue asked you a great question, and I have another question locked and loaded. I have so many more before we get to the high five with you. And I want to thank everybody from Adrian Mondo, Teddy the Show Dog, Oscar, Julio, Daniel Connor, Cam Beach, Barcelona, Ali, Sunday, Goldie, Brother Pitt, Mark Carnes, thank Chris, Frank, Jennifer, Erica, guys. and Elvis. And happy birthday, Erica. Happy yeah. birthday, Erica. Yeah. But Jill, Blue is right. You do have a different insight. perspective, yeah, insight you. on this, because... You get to see all these cannabinoids from different states to different Country, areas, climate France. control, and can see this. What is your insight on that federal standpoint? I mean, the FDA just approved your guys's product, so you're kind Congratulations of in there, again. like swimwear. You're working with the government hand in hand, and, and this isn't the first time you personally have been a part of a project with the FDA. Third so, time, huh? So Third yeah, time. so, so you're in there. You you charm. get what it takes. I like that to get things to that major global, or at least country level. And it's a great question for Blue to ask you. I'd love to hear your insight on where you think it's going.
4: The momentum is there. Now, I would never pin something. I mean, Donald Trump was elected a couple of years ago, so you never know what's gonna happen, right? Like, (laughs) I would never pin a decision like that. Like, oh yeah, two years, it's gonna happen. But I can tell you over the past six to nine months, I, I've been banging on the FDA door, so to speak, for a solid two plus years, two and a half years, with this box in hand, with you the solution in hand. You keep on knocking, but hand.
2: you can't come in. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and
4: these were to- like trusted relationships. I was yeah. like, what's up, guys? I'm telling you there's a problem here, right? There's a there's a big picture situation that you should probably invest in. And it was really only in, up until like six months ago when it felt from like our commercial perspective that the d8 converted cannabinoids market was really like booming 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 that's when they really decided to kind of take a role um and so and they that came on the back of like half a dozen warning letters that they issued the thing about the fda is they don't mess with stuff unless you make health claims yeah, and a lot of people started making way too many health claims about D eight and CBD and things like that, and yeah. that's when the FDA starts getting nose on it. And then a couple of kids got sick, really sick, from eating way too many gummies that you know people didn't package up correctly, didn't put away safely as parents should do, mm, mm. Um, and that gets the attention of the FDA. And that momentum. Funny how, how
3: alcohol doesn't. How many? No kids shit, right? Like but, but I ahead. can't. I can't <laughs> open half yeah. of
4: my packages, right? But like.
3: But we you all can had access,
4: yeah. In. We all had access to that Everclear whenever we wanted it at a very still early do. age. It's it's totally fucked, but separate story and separate conversation. But I do see a level of momentum happening and kind of organized <gasps> attitude about the global and international cannabis market, sure. right? To to give that insight. You want to know what the FDA will utilize Light Lab with, really? It's package screening, guys, right? And it's inbound international package screening. Let the cat out of the bag. You can read that anywhere, really. But the goal here is to make sure that as the United States cannabis industry grows, that there aren't massive, crazy shipments of crazy synthetic cannabinoids and shitty cannabis matched or great cannabis matched with fake COAs. That's that's the
2: goal of this. The, the FDA. And they just pull one, test it now, and here you go. Boom. Yep. well And, and yeah. that's
3: the big one that we need because what she's saying is so, like, you don't even think of being so crucial because, oh, it would be great to have this international candidate. But yeah, but let's not forget, which I, for some weird reason, I forgot about the criminals out there. They're going to send right. all the bad shit and make a fucking shitload of money. Why
4: do we think we have a $500 pound here in California? Yeah,
3: like, it's just flying It's in.
4: because there's 60% taxes and there's way too many people that pro-cannabis unlicensed.
2: You know, what, what about, you know, products? Because I, I know a lot of people that are claiming to um, get their products, whether it's CBD or THC, FDA approved. Is that something that, I they, mean, I've never seen it they, happen. Right?
4: They do not approve products, cannabinoid-based products, certainly not THCA products because they're federally illegal. Um, they are just starting to give more information around how they're going to approach CBD products. They've definitely said D8 is not allowed anymore. You know, DEA has put their foot down around that one too. Um, I just think they're, right now, there's a scientific trend, especially on the backs of psilocybin and psychedelics. You know, there are now almost 40 national studies, government-funded studies for psychedelics happening in the United States. These are like millions and millions of dollars. That to me is more a sign of like where things are going. That's great.
2: So you think psychedelics are going to be plant medicine federally legalized first?
4: No, but I do think there's a momentum behind understanding the power of plant medicine. Right. With real scientific back. It started with cannabis.
2: Now it's coming with mushrooms and because that psilocybin
3: is just. I just had a conversation yesterday with Jimmy Diamonds. Jimmy Diamonds was the one who posted this video that we just posted on our Instagram of a man who has Parkinson's and. This and that, and my brother as well did some psilocybin and did this whole ritual thing. And it's just been mind blowing to see the benefits people are having from ketamine, it dealing with Dr. Oh, ketamine. Dr. Chama's yes, ketamine helping you get off hardcore drugs with ketamine. Yeah. Absolutely.
4: And PSD PTSD studies and you know the ability of uh, you know, psychedelics to help people exit a lot of like really traumatic moments in their lives and heal at a really core level. Like, that's, I believe that's why we're, humanity is having this like really high impact engagement with these plants at this level. The now. government and old school
3: people are going to freak out off it too. Cause, like, those who got the whole Nancy Reagan motto and the kukui of seeing one dude, you know, shroomed out of his mind somewhere and he just did too much. Those are scarring images for anybody to deal with, which I get, but they need to realize. Go to that alcohol person that you've seen. Doing too much of anything can ruin anything. For that, if you want to have a glass of wine with dinner, that's not you're not a, there's not a problem there. No. If you want to do 0.5 psilocybin or smoke a joint, not a problem
0: there. Well, it's that likely. it's
2: like that that's series painkiller.
0: What mean, a great we, series! We, we, that was. You know, have you
2: seen that? I mean, I, I mean, it's so unfortunate, and 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 we have you know we tr- tend to trust you know the doctor more than anybody else in the world, you know, the doctor's yeah. the one that's telling you what to do. And so they're issuing out oxycodone, Vicodin and who, na- you name it. Oxy. And, Oxy. Yeah. That's crazy. And guy. it's, and it's just good. like, it's the, Ugh. it is the, you know, leading cause of white American males. You know? Cannabis is really
4: the exit drug. If you look at all the States where cannabis has been legalized, I mean, I just read another study um, the other day that was showing how in the States where cannabis is legalized, there are less, opioid deaths and there are less people that are having their first time experience with opioids. It's
3: helping with that pain That's that they're looking power, to get away power from. Power spot. Because a lot of people are taking those opioids for a legitimate pain. And it's not like a, oh, you're not hurting their line, but what's happening is they're getting addicted to the product. You know what I mean? They're getting addicted to those pills, not realizing the pain, maybe stop even going to physical therapy, but they get addicted. And once you get that addiction, it's hard. Jill, this box right here that you guys just got FDA approved, which is just still mind-boggling. Is there any other machine like this that's FDA approved, or are you guys the first?
4: So there are, you know, those benchtop scientific methodologies. Not a mobile one, then. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. No mobile technologies. The FDA doesn't use, you know... Any other mobile technology like this, except the other ones I sold them with other companies, right? Different kinds of technologies for white powder, for something that might go boom, those kind of things. But no, for their cannabis science, they use Light Lab or they use a benchtop HPLC system. Um, We're really proud that the Customs and Border Protection, after about six months of comparing hand, you know, head to head light lab their fleet of light labs and their fleet of benchtop analytical tools they're actually formally transitioning all cannabinoid quantification to
3: us to, to this congratulations yeah.
4: it's a big deal it's like oh no i think deal. it's a
3: huge deal not it's only that deal. like what do you foresee these orange boxes being is it going to be at like every when you're coming in from the country at the airport is it going to be at the borders when you're driving in from oh, the to in New you ready
4: you ready for the manifestation the ports, I've, I've already manifested this this is what this is what I'm here to do, right? We have this crazy-ass paradigm in cannabis that we send all our samples out. Do you think Pfizer sends all their samples out, guys? Never. No. They test everything internally, and then the FDA walks in and audits them. And if anything's misaligned or not right in an audit, well, you're getting spanked, and you're getting spanked hard. But the weird thing in the cannabis industry is that instead of, like, Us owning that data and growing and learning with that data, it actually is like the data has us by the balls, right? Like we have to send everything out. We have to wait for that data to just be able to move forward. We're not learning with that data, though. There's no operational excellence that's coming from that, like every other industry employs. So the ability of like Light Lab to be a really fundamental part of that shift, because there are not enough canna- cannabis chemists in the world and scientists to run all the HPLCs HPC- that it will be needed. And fundamentally, if you take ten light labs over ten days, they will be so much more accurate and repeatable than ten bench tops over ten days. We've got that data to show it over and over. Wow. That's, that's how
3: accurate is it? As you say that.
4: Plus, in the best case scenario, plus or minus less than two ppms.
3: Wow. Like it's what does that super mean exactly, two tight. Ppm. So
4: parts per million. Oh. So we're talking point zero 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 two percent.
2: tiny
4: that, little bits. that so can be it's that. Pretty
2: time. accurate. Aren't you guys public company or, or uh, private?
4: We are a private company, and very wow. proud of that too. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then, pay. are you
2: guys? And then, are you guys going to be? Um, Uh, testing psilocybin, cocaine, and everything else for that matter? You know,
4: we already have released just earlier um, this summer. I mean, what, it's been going, it's been going quickly, but in July we released Light Lab PSY, which is our psychedelics unit. It looks very similar to this. It's got kind of a purple flavor in some parts to it, but it tests psilocybin, it tests psilocin, and it tests a couple of uh, synthetic molecules. So 4-ACO, 4-ACO, fumarate, Those are molecules that, you know, if you buy a gummy, a a mushroom gummy on the internet right now, and it says that it has, you know, live mushroom product or raw mushroom product in it, it's very likely to actually have one of these synthetic mushroom products in it. So
3: So Jill and Blue, I think it's going to be crazy when we see like a certain... Patrol car that has this in it. Maybe not every patrol car, but maybe... And, and can, that's not going that be it. crazy yeah. for you guys to have, but... It's not going to go it there. Could be, it's not
4: going to go there, yeah. It's not going to go there yeah, to where no. per, the cops
3: need to test. No, it's just, a self-regulation to
4: tool. It's a self-regulation tool. This is not about... First of all, the cops don't give a shit, except in a couple of states across this nation, if you've got a pound in your trunk, guys. Yeah. They don't care. They've told me themselves, True. they don't care. What they care about is like massive-scale diversion-inversion that makes... It's it's the same kind of levels of crime that have always been happening that get their attention and tax evasion. That's well, what kind of seen gets guys, their attention. and we've seen
3: guys like the one traveling in New York who was traveling with 80 pounds of hemp and they arrested him, took all his product. He lost everything. If you had a machine like this, no problem. It's oh, it looks like 80 pounds of weed that's, that, you know, this and that. But if you have a, a machine like this, that's why that the test first ten and a
4: half minutes. That's exactly why the first enforcement agency started to use Light Lab. It was to cover their own assets. Wow. To not make that mistake. And it's still a big part of it. Like people grow really sweet looking hemp. Yeah. And they used to just mow the field. And you're not doing that anymore. You better believe that. But no, they I don't. They might I don't... show
2: up and test the field before they go mow it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, oh, one hundred percent. That's exactly that, 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 what the they do. And then they get the this. warrant,
4: and they do all the stuff. But it's based on data and science. We're agnostic to what you do with it. We don't care what you do with the data. It's going to give you the same numbers. They're accurate numbers. We're agnostic.
3: It's amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. Light Labs three HS. How much is it? That's one the big million
4: question. dollars.
3: That's simple, Joe. Oh, Everyone's going to have one. What does I'll this take cost? 10 of them.
4: Anywhere between fifteen and twenty k, depending on how you outfit them. We have Light Lab. Three, We have Light Lab High Sensitivity. Basically, you know, there's two levels of these instruments. The first level does like that 0.05% that you talked about. Mm -hmm. We have this newest version that does so, so much lower, like 100 times more sensitive. So it can test and help you formulate your beverages. And you're really low-dose gummies and things like that. That's the higher-cost one.
3: Well, the Light Lab 3 Cannabis Analyzer chosen by the FDA to enhance consumer safety and regulations in the cannabis industry. You heard her talk about it. You hear her. She's got the proof behind it with the schooling and the expertise with the other companies you worked with. I'm i am so impressed with this. I w- wish we had some solution to really watch it happen in 10 and a half minutes because... Just to I, see I'm what sorry, the, outcome the TSA
4: is. does not like methanol.
3: Well, you know what? That's yeah. okay. But we do want to still do the high five with you, Jill, as you're here and love what the company is doing and everything about it and, and your vibe and your energy and everything about <laughs> Thanks, you is man. awesome. Thank you. Question number one, Jill How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from?
4: Uh, I was like 19. I was a late bloomer. I hung out with all the stoners, but I was keeping my shit straight because my parents were actually kind of a hot mess when I was in high school. Okay. So I was like, I would always roll everything for everyone and be like the DD. And yeah, me and my cousin got high, I think when I was like 19 Hmm. for the first time.
2: Awesome. Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis?
4: I'm a dab queen for sure. I do like a good dab, but I mean on the daily, I I rip a bong often.
3: Yeah. Do, Do you travel with one?
4: A bong? No, I did just go to the Outer Banks last week, and I took a a little plastic bong that I got at a show, and I was so happy that I had it on my vacation.
3: Yeah, that's always a good thing. (laughs) Jill, craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis?
4: Oh, man. Yeah, this was a good prep, because I've been lucky. We travel all around the country. Crazy-ass places, absolutely everywhere. Um, But recently, I was on the edge of Crater Lake in Oregon, watching an avalanche happen and had a an amazing man ask me to marry him all at the same time while smoking a joint. No way. So that was kind did of it. Did you say yes? I did. Oh,
3: congratulations. congratulations. Thank you yeah. very much. So. The Bachelorette is name? here.
4: Uh, yeah, well, no, nah, not anymore. Huh? Yes, uh, exactly. What's his name? His name's Jeremy Klecky. He, he runs Davis Hemp Farms. He's a 30-year legacy grower and he's the dude, man. Nice. I like that. Yeah, That's yeah. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank Jill. you, guys. I appreciate it. Question I'm sure
3: he loves your muscles, geez. <laughs> Um
4: yeah, well, we've got to get the
2: farm work done. We have to get him on. We have to get him on too. Yeah. For sure, man. He's a genius. Yeah. Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high? Oreos. Nice. Oreos now, is regular? my
4: munchies no matter what. When I was pregnant, I would eat like 10 Oreos a day. <laughs> no, now actually I can't More even kids eat. On the I way? can't even eat a regular Oreo now. I have to eat ben, oh, no, no. Double stuff. Whole food Oreos. If you haven't had a Whole Foods Oreo, they are the Oreos of our childhood. Ah. They taste so good.
3: And they're wow. actually made with better. They have really cocoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. now you
4: taste it. I taste a, like a branded Oreo now, and I'm like, shit.
3: No, God. it's so funny. Whole Foods spends that extra money. I mean, they use the Loran Oils there at Whole Foods, for God's sake. Because it's, it's good. Place. It's yeah. good for you. Yeah. Oh my God. Like Loran Oils is sold at Whole Foods. That's how good it is. Yeah. There you, so, you go. Know, we'll
4: definitely go hook. Search out those Whole Foods. Oh, you know what? You're
3: making me want to go to Whole Foods just to get some of those cookies. I remember getting them a few times. They're not the cheapest ones on the block.
4: I order them on Amazon. That's a little tip, and that's how you know I really am addicted to Oreos. Makes it better
3: that way. Question number five of the high five. Jill, my little scientist. Yes. Yes. Newlywed to be. (laughs) Can't wait to see. But if you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead dead or or alive, alive, who would it be and why?
4: This is a hard question. All right. Honestly, my grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? His name name was Donald. Grandpa D, huh? Yeah. I mean, he's just a man. He was so instrumental and passed away when I was 16 before I ever got high. And he was an alcoholic when I was younger or like before I was alive. So I know that he must have smoked at some point. I just really would have loved to experience that. But I also thought about it on a more broad scale because you guys don't know my grandpa who was the man. Um, Frida Kahlo. Do you guys know anything about Frida Kahlo? Yeah, explain. She was just like a crazy badass. She suffered from polio when she was younger. So she had a lot of like pain that I think cannabis probably could have helped sure. her with. She was an artist. I'm an artist too. Um an artist. She was crazy. Like I like to draw line art nice. with pen and stuff like that. And she was a crazy Frida Kahlo is the woman with the unibrow that you see uh, in pop culture yeah. a lot. Uh, and she had a, a crazy, passionate relationship with her husband that she married and divorced and married again and all this crazy. Sh- So, yeah, I think she would just be awesome to get high with. That'd
1: be great. Yeah.
2: Well, is there anything that we forgot that you want to say before we let you get on out of here?
4: You know, Cannabis Operators of America, we are all about helping you solve the problems that you're definitely having. Right. Like it's the solution for when you want to run a pheno hunt. You don't want to spend a hundred bucks a test to figure out what magic you got. Like test baby plants when they're this little on Light Lab. It's the solution for extraction facilities when they're dialing in, you know, $100,000 instrumentations and they're taking weeks and weeks and weeks to do it because they're sending stuff, samples back and forth to a laboratory. That's bullshit. Never mind the fact that you should be utilizing a tool that tells you about all your other processes all the time. It's operational excellence. It's getting better at the shit you do. I call it adding a layer of data over tribal wizardry, right? That's what our industry goes on is tribal wizardry. Yeah and we just need a little bit more Data. science. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more science to step love it up. I that that's what yeah. your
3: company's doing and helping the we'll industry talk about out. We this all time. I love that this is there. I wish we could have one here to just get people shit and test it all the time. Ah, oh, oh, Don't like tempt me, guys. You know I mean? Oh, when a, when can can you imagine ruin, when every brand that comes people. in, we go, we're gonna test it for <laughs> you right <laughs> <laughs> now. All right, well. <laughs> can <let's>, you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> oh, Stop, that would be the sickest thing ever. People would be like, yeah, oh. let's test it. And it comes out like. It's failed. Dude, this is trash.
4: I just gotta warn you. There's a lot of ego in cannabis.
3: Oh, right. You yeah. can do it. Oh, they, yeah. This right here, they, dude, that thing doesn't fucking work. Oh, no, no. yeah. Sorry. Be like, hey, well, pay us pay
2: us to uh, take <laughs> it off.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> why I want it. You, can, right, you hey, can, can
2: cut that part out. out. We're
4: going to put the video you out. You can cut that
2: part out, right? Yeah, it's five grand. if But, you dude, want us to cut I've that also, also
4: had people break into tears like home growers that were growing their father's strain and have been growing it for five years and hit that 32%. Psh, Waterworks, dude, because thirty it, people are clapping, and because it's 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 a big it's deal. Passion, right? Oh it's yeah, the truth.
3: it's what you try to do. And, and I've heard I've life. seen co-
4: commercial cultivators also that hit thirty-five. Right, that shit does wow. exist. Wow. We, you know, the numbers are out there. People push genetics. It's a crazy, crazy plant. It will give it. It will keep giving us what we ask of it. We have to be very generous to the plant. Remember that. And sure yeah like, i really believe that like, i'm
3: just smiling really thinking about all the brands that come through here if we hey would you be willing to do that to see how many say yes and i'm like, <laughs> no yeah. uh, i don't know have you seen people that people would be will like,
4: bust out their homegirl left and right like oh yeah shit yeah, yeah. but then they might be peeling the A label off of a lot of stuff yeah, they, yeah, yeah. those pre-rolls might be losing their their 32 well, label really quick because it's going to show it as 18 probably
2: and, and a lot of people you fake that funk and and they get they pay labs to to cheat and and it's 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 sad. I mean, there's a lot of that going on in, in any industry. Right. But but I mean, right now, fairness, you know, yeah. you've got everybody stepping up, putting their chest out like I've got the best and it's
4: competition. Again, it's like commercial competition. People want the business. So there's like it's not always completely nefarious how that happens, that that creep happens where, you know, let me call the second lab. When the first lab doesn't give me the number that I want, I get the second set of results. Sometimes it's a little gentler, you know, And and frankly, I come from Massachusetts, right? we self-select in massachusetts that means we take our sample and we send them to the laboratory why wouldn't you self-select the best sample yeah that's what people do in light lab and all over in every state that we self-select you should be using light lab because the difference you know what you're sending yeah i mean if you think it's that top bud it ain't that top, but it's definitely going to be probably your third, second, or third intranode down that has your
3: high t- highest THC. Wow. Is that true, too, oh, yeah. huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. Look at you. What are you, a scientist? Wow. <gasps> yeah. A little bit. Hello. A little bit.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I just want to keep going. But,
3: uh, Dude, me too. I, yeah. I can continue on a whole Jeez. different thing about this because as you just say something like that, A, we already have talked about how the THC level doesn't matter the cannabinoids, how hard is it for people to get more of, to just get more into the plant towards more than the four that you recommend, you know, or before you know it, I'm getting all 19 that you guys test for. It, you know, and no I'm smoking plants smoking growing all
4: 19. all 19. Cause some of them, again are com- chemically converted, but like that is definitely it. When I look, when I test somebody's stuff, I'm not aiming at the THC. I won't even look at that number. Often. I will often, first thing is like how much CBGA you have left in your plant right because the plant starts with the cbga and then turns it into c thca so if i see somebody and they've got their fire and i'm like yeah nice 25 percent," but you got three and a half percent cbga left on that shit right. that's a fail
2: that's a fail
4: that's a fail why because that could you could have pushed that another five ten days the thca would have kept going because that cbga number so they would have the kept converting and yeah
2: and they just don't know they don't know, and they can do that nice. from the plant level, and then right off the plant, and just send three more
3: days. Boom, yeah. and I'll be done. Yeah, but if you wow. have this machine, you can test it and know that. Yeah, and we have know. a harvest
4: timing SOP.
3: Wow, like, really? Go out,
4: yeah. If you, if you got a nine week, or you should be going at seven weeks, eight, eight and a half, nine, yeah. nine one, ninety two, so,
2: ninety three, and and and, and this, this would help all growers. This helps everybody. Yeah, that's why I said we can blow this. This helps hallmark. everybody. This just changes yeah. the game. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, we know like. I mean, we've had probably over the last 14 years we've been on air, you know, we probably had every grower <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, oh, oh, everybody needs one. But, but uh, if, if we walk this product into, you know, the a store right now, we just started testing every product in the store. How many would fail?
4: Uh, fail meaning not be accurate to the THC level on the thing. Two what's on the yeah. bag in California? Yeah. probably pretty,
3: pretty a yeah. lot. 80%. Uh, well, yeah, what really? about other other states? Probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Other states. I mean. Where's the best state in your opinion, testing wise? Oh, Jesus, man. I don't know. Like, that's there, a, yeah. I don't
4: I don't think about THC. I look at states that have really great laws well, around just how testing, many yeah. pesticides they test. Well, yeah, all around Right? Testing. Like, I, didn't I say ain't THC. going to Florida. I'll go to Colorado. Right. Like, I'm gonna pick the states to test for the shit that I'm worried about, especially as a dabber. Yeah, I mean, like I don't want a bunch of concentrate that's full of a bunch of chemicals that shouldn't be there and that's my biggest concern as a consumer but i think as
3: a most consumers they don't know what those no. are you know what i mean like i wouldn't know like oh but you don't want to have that in your system okay i just know i don't want metals yep. i mean what else should be people aware of when they're looking at these things like be aware of what mold right
4: like yeah. I, mold. that sounds simple but yeah okay So maybe, maybe i would have known that one mold but- and <laughs> and it's a funny thing because sometimes you don't want to see zero like mold is a bad thing but remediation is also a bad thing right right? do you want to have weed that was x-ray zapped right there's some places where you cannot buy commercial weed that has not been x-ray zapped because it's just really challenging in some places good commercial growers would also say bullshit you can grow good commercial weed without weed without moisture on it so
2: yeah well thank you so much for joining the show um i can just tell you that you have educated us all and i appreciate it so much it's and definitely my pleasure.
3: From Blue and I, hello to the five kids, the three dogs, the two cats, the two fish, the lizard, and the new husband-to-be that we all say hello. And thank you for allowing I you will. to come out to the West Coast and hang oh, out.
4: Oh, that is definitely not how that works. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they they are all there waiting and...
3: So See, you're not home back. yet
4: you're not home yet no i'll be heading off after here not to go home
2: they got a whole week of me last week so oh, they're, well. they're used to saying mama's peak. off
3: to the capital baby peace of out. california
2: peace out mama yeah Yep. Well, well there it is guys it's cannabis talk 101 and remember this if no one else loves you we, we do
1: follow cannabis talk 101 on all social media at cannabis talk 101 thank you for listening to cannabis talk 101 with blue and joe grande the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now.
5: Thank um. you. More details.